Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Neuroturnal Network. I'm your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me today is... CDL113, the droid you're looking for. Blurred Don of the Ville, the Todd Father. And the token last in the order, Tarky. And today we're going to be talking about the end of Loki and the effects that could have uh, on the MCU going forward. Or some people have begun referring to it as MCM, the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. I personally hope that doesn't catch on, because I don't like the sound of that, but yeah, that's just me. So Danny, we'll start off with you. All right. What what do you think the effects are going to be? Well, other than the obvious that, you know, hey, Loki is... The end of Loki is going to make it real easy for them to do the what if show and, and have it go, oh, yeah, th- this this happens. Uh, it's their great excuse to bring in all the other characters from all the other movie franchises. And in some way or another, be able to slap a label on it goes, see, they've always been there. They, they were just an offshoot that we didn't know about because of the you know time varying authority. Uh oh. I figure at some point they're going to have one of those uh, multiversal, you know, coming together, joining of, you know, whatever, you know. But I think they kind of set this up or got the idea from it from the uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse cartoon uh, a couple years ago. And they've been kind of treading water trying to figure out, how can we do this? Loki was their, you know, doorway to it. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to see what they do with it. You know, now are there some movies or shows that I'm less enthusiastic about? Yeah, but that's just because you know I don't care about some of those characters. All right, Todd, what do you think? What, what do you think they could be up to? Um, I think the end goal is you will have maybe a phase or so of. Uh, of the war that they kind of hint at. And I think the end result is basically going to be a crisis type event where they can recast all the characters that have basically said, you know, where the actors have said, I won't do this no more. You can add in vampires and mutants. And you, you end up with Basically, a, a movie verse that is a little more like the uh, comic books. I'm figuring. I'm figuring that's the end of all this. This is is that it, if not just a hard reboot, at least a soft reboot. Yeah. I, well, hell, I, I I I think it's going. I think the reboot is going to be pretty pretty substantial because you you're going they're going to have to do that to add the Fantastic Four. And the X Men, without without them having the Eternals question, where the hell were you during Thanos? Well, the Fantastic Four, you could always have them show, but just new, because you know, because they were you know, they get their powers through a transformation, so that could happen anytime. Mutants, yeah, you got to edit them back into the history of stuff. Yeah, and like I said, that's that's, but that's, I'm figuring that's where that's going, is. You'll get some of this kind of stuff introduced, 
and then they'll coalesce the universe back into something more familiar, but it'll be different. And that, like I said, that difference will let them go well. That's the reason why Captain America don't look exact. It, you know, it doesn't erase anything, per se, but that's the reason why Captain America looks a little different. That's the reason why Tony Stark is younger and alive. Because the trick is, I don't, if they don't do something like that, I don't have a whole hell of a lot of hope for the MCU. They're going to have they're gonna have to get them guns back in there because the knockoffs ain't going to hold them. Yeah. Uh, Taylor? I find it super interesting because the way I feel that Disney is going to use the multiverse is the opposite of how they tend to use the multiverse in the comics. So usually like multiversal events help you kind of lock a character back to something. Like with DC with the uh Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earths. After they did it, they kind of locked in back to one of their supermen. Like they chose one of kind of, they had a bunch of kind of variants and they just chose one and locked it in. They had multiple flashes and they kind of chose one and locked it in, so on and so forth. With Marvel, how they change characters around and, you know, how many different people have been Captain America? And then you have an event and you go back to the old one. Yeah. But here, Disney is doing the exact opposite. They're having a multiversal event so they can change out. So they can go from what is the original and have an excuse to put someone else there, but call them the same name. And I find it super interesting that they think they're going to get, like, scot-free with this move. Because you know they're chomping at the bit to not get long, not keep those long contracts they've been making. They want to be able to have a more interchangeable cast because it's cheaper for them. If you, you know, if you, if you can slide in the $100,000 actor instead of the million. Oh, sorry, so what? But it makes better sense story-wise. That's That was what the MCU talked about in the early days. And they and hell, they've shown it. They they were quick to kind of go, oh, actor don't want to do this? Okay, fine. We'll get somebody else in there. It's here once it got pretty much over that all of a sudden it's, well, nobody but Chadwick can be T'Challa. That's bullshit. Well, nobody but Chris Evans can be Captain America. That's bullshit. Captain America's what? 80 fucking years old? You got a million damn stories to tell. Chris Evans was never going to be the person to tell all them stories. And the trick is, if you don't if you don't put in another Steve Rogers, there's a whole lot of stuff you leaving on the tape. Yeah, I mean, a perfect uh, movie example of you can change the actor without changing, you know, the character is 007. Think about how many actors have played 007, whether it be in the movies or a made-for-TV movie. Uh, I mean, you go back when I was a little kid, I, I there were three 007s coming up when I was a kid. Now, as an adult, there's, what, six of them? Yeah, it's quite a... I, I, know, I, I know I lived under Moore, Dalton, 
uh, Broslin, and uh, Craig. So I've I've been through four. Yeah, but but by the time you know, by the time we got those four, we had already had Lanzenby and uh, Connery. Uh, Connery. And Nivens, because Nivens is in a uh, movie, well, made-for-TV movie. So, you know, that's seven right there. So, and then when you have uh, Bond stories in the comic books, different, uh, you know, different folks drawing different. So, you can't say it can't work, because it does. Well, James Bond was actually a character I think they name-dropped when they were talking about it. You know, we're going to do these characters like James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, that was the original kind of thing. They they were quick to kind of let you know that, yeah, our characters are eternal. Playing them? <laughs> yeah, and it, it, they got away from that a little bit by locking folks in for these big movies, but it's like... Well, also, it's because the audience wants the person to be the same. So you're going to aim for that. But now with the multiverse, you're literally, like, advertising having a whole movie t telling people and trying to make them excited for change outs. Yeah. And if they did, if Disney can spin that right, yeah, then they get a lot cheaper actors and no one's really that pissed off. Well, you know, as long as they keep the quality there. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. The, the problem you have with a lot of folks getting locked in of, Oh, this, it has to be this actor. Well, you know what? Let's say you sign a dude at 25 to play Captain America, okay? And it takes, what, two and a half years to get a movie made by the time you start from production to time it rolls out in the theater? Kevin's been Captain America a decade. Yeah. So let's say he stars in five movies. Well, five movies. Two, four, six, eight, ten, and then add the halves. You're looking at 15 years of his life. That dude ain't 25 no more. Well... I mean, obviously, that's some bad math because he's been Captain America in more than five movies, and he's only been ten years. Like saying two and a half years for to make a movie—that's not the acting section of it. Yeah, that's not the acting. But still, you, you like do the okay. acting section of that in like a year, you wrap it and then you start on the next one because you're locked in for seven movies. Yeah, and that—that's what they did. Evan's actual complaint was. When they when they were doing press for Endgame, he was like, I'm kind of glad that it's over because I'm tired of being in shape. I'm tired of eating like I have to eat and working out like I have to work out yeah. to be in shape for this all the time. Because they just rolled him from one to the next. Yeah, because yeah. they 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 shot those damn near just back to back to back to back to back to back. It was, uh, I know there's one thing where it's him and uh, Mackie and Stan where they talk about being in the MCU is like being in summer camp. Every summer you show up, all your friends are there. That, like I said, and that was even Evans in the beginning. He was he was the one that was always kind of kind of shaky on basically going, hell, I want to commit this much of my life to one project. Evans actually kind of got on board once they did Avengers. And then it was like, oh, it's it's fun. But up until then, Evans was always kind of one like, yeah, I don't want to do all these damn things. Hmm. Yeah. Well, also after Avengers, it's kind of locked in of like, I retire off this. Yeah. It, 100%, I could just retire and do whatever I want to do after this. Yeah, as much money as they made from the... He was making crap. 
Downey literally between Avengers and that next phase took a pay cut because he Downey was the only one that was making real money off of any of that shit. Yeah. Uh they had they had deals where they were making uh those early like him and Hemsworth, the first Thor, the first cap, I think they made two hundred thousand dollars. And then they had a bon they had a tier goal basically that if the movie did a certain amount, they'd get a bonus. But nah, hell, they got they got all of them for dirt cheap. That was cause that was hell, they almost lost Sam Jackson because they were lowballing him. And the way they got around that was they gave him his huge he was the one that had the biggest contract deal until Stan came along. And then Stan got a huge one. But yeah, no, they wouldn't. Downey Jr. was making bank. Everybody else was making, eh. You know, it's more than if you working at the A&P, but, you know, yeah. it, it wasn't. They weren't making, they didn't come away from Avengers with, like, millions of dollars or no shit like that. No, but after Avengers, you went, oh, these are all going to do well. Like, this is always going to be guaranteed. And they've got residuals that they'll be getting for the rest of their lives off these movies, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. You know, they, it's not like they're not going to see another dime from these things because every time they air on TV, somebody getting paid. Yeah, all I'm, all I'm saying is if you're talking about out of that cast that made bank, real bank, that's Robert Downey Jr. Everybody yeah. else yeah. did nice, but they wasn't making... Well, going into it, he was the biggest name they had. But yeah. I'd like to cut this off because we're starting to trail off. But gathering back to, yeah, but like, but because that Disney can now hit a bunch of people up, going, "Hey, it's it's guaranteed you're gonna blow up," and start lowballing actors all they want. That's true, especially if they go for like no namers, like they did, like you know, like like a lot of these characters were. I mean, or actors. Whoa. whoa. Chris Evans was the Human Torch. Calm down. Yeah, well, Evans, Scarlet, Downey, of course. You know, they they all had careers kind of before this, where you know Hemsworth was fairly new. He was fairly new to the American audience. He had done some stuff overseas. Yeah, Americans don't count that. And and the trick is, even if you even if they got the deals that that second tier guy, uh, Tom Holland. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Benedict Cumberbatch all came in at like, see the six million? They either got six million or ten million. It was something like that. I want to say Chadwick got like ten million dollars for five movies. You know, it's, yeah, it's cheaper than Robert Downey Jr. getting 80 some million for Avengers, but hell, that, yeah, you know, hell, if somebody gave me ten million dollars for that, hell, I'm happy as, yeah. Work for, for five years for ten million dollars. Like that's two mil a year. I'm sold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, if they if you say they come, you get new actors and they come in and they get the standard. Hey, you just coming in the MCU deal? Hell, if they don't want it, I'll take it. Yeah, really. I'll play the fabulous four brush man for <laughs> shit, <million> yeah. <laughs> the amazing bag man. <laughs> But yeah, that's. But I literally think that's what all this. I think the whole multiverse thing is basically them setting up their crisis event. I think their crisis event is going to take the place of kind of like your event, like your in game, your Avengers movies. 
you will have your multiversal war, and when it all wraps up, you'll have you'll have another universe. It'll be some kind of blend of something. Yeah. And it now, lets- do you think they'll have multiple Kangs running around? Or will the guys in our, you know, kind of quote unquote our universe, just be done with one? Hell, who knows? Because that's if you look at the Loki thing, that, that was the whole thing. It was all it was all Kangs starting the war. Each each universe's Kang was trying to wipe out another universe, so it would stand to reason that yeah, you you go probably and the fact that hell your first one that you run into is he who remains. Yeah, you you get the impression that it's gonna be hymns. It's it's the hymns you got to worry about. Now, will there be a hymn when it's all said and done? Who in the hell knows? Maybe, maybe not. Because the MCU kind of likes killing their bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like they did He Who Remains. So, you know. I'm also going to be a bit mad if all the Kangs look the same. It's probably like the Lokis. Yeah, but like with the Lokis, there was a decent amount of variation. You probably have a decent amount of variation with the Kangs. You think you're gonna have one Kang that looks like the classic one, but real shitty? Probably, yeah. And somehow he's still gonna be the coolest one. What? What I'm... I don't know, cause Majors chews up scenery like it's going out of style. The coolest one? I don't know about all that. I think you'll have one that looks like he looks in the comic book. I, one of the things I'm I'm looking forward to see if they do is since you've had Evans play fan, the uh, Human Torch, you've had him play Captain. America, and now he's old man Steve. You know, back to see all of. I want to see all three of them on the screen in one movie, or or across a set of movies, and it's him playing though. You know, because it'd be like, and then you have uh, the Fantastic Four where you had uh, the black dude play play. It'll be George. Yeah, so you'd have to, you'd have Killmonger as Johnny Stone. Yeah, so you know, have that up there, and you're kind of like, and but it'd be one of those uh, uh, Spider Verse moments where it's like, well, you don't look. And Spider Ham over there, like, well, you cameo it. Yeah, if you cameo, did, they cameo. I kind, I kind of now want to see Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, Old Man Rogers, and Johnny Storm all beating the crap out of Hydra Cap. Yeah, <laughs> in a panel in the background, they're just all just kicking him on the ground. But cameos are probably the best you get out of Evans, because you know, while he's enjoyed doing it from the side of things, I think he's pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean Disney could throw money at him, but you know. But he's he's actually he's actually one of them that said that hell, if Disney threw money at him, he wouldn't do it. Cause that was his thing. He was like, I'm not in if they told me a story that would make me basically go, Well, it's enough that I want to kind of turn over what I've done, I'd do it. He said, I'm not interested in doing it for a cash grab. Well, and from Disney's point of view, I don't know that they want to drag the older actors into the yes. if the point of it is to swap them out, replace them. Because that's it. It's it's I I that's my my thing is they they are literally doing that to work in mm-hmm. mutants and to get some replacements because you know they kind of screwed up. Well, if you're gonna keep doing this, you are gonna need a new Nick Fury at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sam Jackson's in his seventies. Well, and the trick is, once you establish that we're recasting these guys periodically, like with James, like like James Bond, 
The audience will get used to it. Yeah, once you've done it the first time, the second time you ain't got to worry about it as much. You know. Yeah. After after that initial one, yeah, you can just kind of do them as needed. Now, as far as working in other stuff, like working in the vampires, working in the mutants, my hope would be that they'd make something that's more like the comic book universe. But my fear is that they'll go even further and further kind of astray. Yeah. Uh... You know, vampires did get a shout-out in Loki. Yeah. Well, they got two shout-outs, because he talked about vampires, and when Loki opens that drawer in that thing, you know, there's a cross and then a, a, a medal. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the medal you always see Dracula wearing on his chest in the old-school Tomb of Dracula. Ooh, I have to go back and check that. Yeah, I had to go back and look. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's... Like I said, I'm I'm figuring that that's the whole that's the whole thing. And you needed an, you needed another bad guy, and the bad guy needed to be different from Thanos. Uh-huh. And having a guy that that bridges dimensions and, and universes, it fits, and it gives you another Thanos. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this one's moral ambiguity is like actually like something you have to consider. Yeah, it was like was he actually a villain? Because he was trying to maintain. A peaceful version of the universe. Yeah. So was he evil? Like this one asking, "Was he evil?" is actually a question and not like an idiot. Yeah, where you have to stretch. Well, he was just trying to do this for resources. He had infinite power just to create infinite resources. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. one makes a little, like a little more sense in the aspect of it being still not a whole lot. Well, why about these entire universes and you know leave these people to die on this planet? Wouldn't it be easier just to go back and, you know, I don't know, prune yourself as a child rather than wipe out, you know, these parallel universes full of children, you know? It depends on how screwed up that universe went. Yeah, fair enough. Well, also, you'd still have to continue to prune every universe that has a variation that still results in you. Unless you just hop ahead to when you were born and, you know, bust a cap in. Yeah, but then that there's still going to be variations behind that that create a like that create a path to Kang being born. Well, you still Even have to create a TVA that's ageless and just keeps doing this stuff forever. I mean, that's still a thing, I guess. Then it's the same. You're still just pruning timelines that result in you. No, you're just pruning the you out of them. Just go. But then there's a variation behind that that could loop back around to making an, a version of you that's not from the same parent. Only if you decide to write time travel that way. No, but I think I think Targi's hitting the nail on the head. I think that's what he was doing. I think he was I think he was literally pruning timelines that resulted in him. Because yeah. that was because that was the whole thing is when she when Sylvie kills him, he's like, oh well, see you soon. And also the thing was, oh, there's an alternate timeline. Oh, it's getting close to the red line. That red line is probably when it guarantees a Kang will be born. So you prune them before they touch that line. I also wonder if we won't find out that uh, there are already other Kangs operating, you know, outside of the sacred timeline. If he was basically walling off a section that he lived in. Awesome. Because at the end of Loki, spoilers, you know, he pops into this other TVA based around Kang, that's, you know, already fully formed and, you know, like it's already been going for a while. 
So I almost wondered if you had individual canes kind of fortify in their little universes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Cause it's it's looking like Kang and that's gonna be a Nexus being. It also there. I have not read them online, but they are they are saying that that end kind kind of ties in with a uh, Wandavision too. I don't know, but but like I said, I haven't read it, so I don't know where the hell they're going with it. I know Wanda's a Nexus being in the comic books, so. Yeah. Oh, and as far as them you know, adjusting the universe to be a little more comic. I notice in Loki, they talk about his magic just being magic a lot more often. Yep. And and he realizes after he sees the old one, he's like, you know, we're a lot more powerful than than we've been doing. And, you know, the, the comic accurate looking Loki, hell, that bastard was teleporting and all kinds of crap. Teleporting and leaving copies of himself behind fighting people that, you know. Well, that's just illusion. Loki's been doing illusions. That's not... That's he, he illusioned teleport, he illusioned dude. a large chunk of Asgard in one go. Yeah, when you can illusion a you know a city state, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's doing better than Loki's done up to that point. That was not a new Loki power illusion. Is not a new Loki power. The well, teleporting was new. Yeah, but what I'm saying, like in that one little base area, he creates a fake version of him when he's walking off over here. His tell his uh, illusion. Was firing beams and bolts that was affecting people. Oh, it looked like it was affecting. People. Yeah, look, but you know, the people could have been illusions too. It could have just been one big illusion. Keep in mind, earlier in the earlier in the series, you had Loki explain the difference between just illusion and that duplication thing he did. Yeah, that is right. You know, he explains that. No, that's two different powers. Oh, okay, noted. Thank you, Professor Loki. But yeah, that the 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 takeaway from that was him watching the old and going, yeah, because he literally says that to Sylvie, we're more powerful than we realize. So that you know that was a nice little thing of the MCU kind of lowballing character. Yeah, yeah. And if you notice at the end when they're with he who remains, Loki's teleporting. Yeah. He's not doing the the smoky green door like the comic one was, but he literally teleports in front of Sylvie and blocks a sword. So hopefully they'll get some of the characters to their proper power level in this reshuffle. It it would be nice. Like I said, I, I would I would enjoy. You know, it's it's the MCU. I don't have the faith in them that I used to. They could still fuck it up, but it would be nice to have something that was a little more. Power level a little more appropriate. Maybe the look a little closer. You know, definitely not the party city looking shit that they do every time they put something from the comic book in there. But, you know, at at least try to make them look something like the comic. Would be appreciated. Let's see. Well, to wrap up, what are you most, you know, in, in this rearranging of the universe they're probably about to do, what are you most hoping they do? What are you looking for the most out of it? I'd say X-Men. Just because, like, well, I'd like to see an Avengers team with Wolverine. Because that's just kind of a thing I always saw during my time growing up. But, like, I would like to see kind of the, the more oddball Avengers teams come out of this. Okay. You know, like the Wolverine, Scarlet Witch, Spider-Man kind of thing. Where it's like, there's maybe one founding member in the team, and that's it. All right. Danny? 
I would like to see the cameos of, okay, say they cast, you know, new actor or actress for this part. I'd like to see the cameo of the other actors and or actresses that have played that part at some point, whether they pop in as, oh, they're the parents or they're sitting at a diner eating. They see them go by bad. You know, I want to see those little, you know, nods to the past, nodding to the present and looking towards the future, you know? Okay. And Todd? Hulk thing fight. And literally, it's literally all I've wanted since you had a live action Hulk and a live action thing somewhere. I want a Hulk thing fight. That's that's truthfully the only thing left on my MCU bucket list that I haven't seen because I finally heard Avengers Assemble after ten years. You know, I saw I've seen a Hulk Thor fight. I've seen a Hulk Buster Hulk fight. I take it a lot back. There's two. I like to see a Hulk thing fight. I like to see a Hulk Wolverine fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would kill to see the Wendigo. The Wendigo is not something I ever think will show up in an MCU movie. They'd have to tone him down. And then it ain't the Wendigo. Hey, yeah. if they can have vampires killing people, draining blood, they can have a... Whoa, 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 whoa. They'll be draining plasma, please? Yeah. And it, they may be doing it from their hands. That was the old cartoon. The trick is... Vampires feeding on somebody is a little less graphic than just a flat-out, you know, Wendigo's cannibalism. <laughs> what happened? The Wendigo ripped that person apart and ate him. Oh. Well, if Disney can get by with the sh- man shark oh, swallowing a person. That's Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Warner Brothers don't give Turn it in your geek card. <laughs> I'm just saying, they have a movie with a character well, shark. Eating something. I will, I will take his geek card and shred it appropriately. You mean in the Snyderverse? I'm using it. Which dedicatedly a, tells you. It's I'm awesome. just using that as an example. Okay? Oh, like Tarky. It's the Snyderverse. No. <laughs> You're lucky Superman isn't eating people in the Snyderverse. Oh, That's if, true. If, Who if, say he does? If, if that was a Snyderverse... It, he wouldn't have been eating a full-grown adult. He would have been picking up a, a group of school children and eating them, okay? He has literally the Snyderverse, dude. Yeah, that Suicide is. Squad still in that same... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'd like to see out of it is I'd like to see him scrape off the last of the, uh, you know, ult- ultimate Marvel stuff. Because the early MCU, almost every problem I had with it, you could trace it back to the old Ultimates comics. It's true. So I would like to see them scrape that off and get something a little more mainstream, you know, 616 MCU. I just don't really have the faith in them to do it. Tricky as hell. Would you, you'd want the 616 that you grew up with because, trust me, Ultimates is wonderful compared to the book now. Eh, maybe fair. The thing is, I don't want them current. If, if I got to go through basically the Ultimate versions again, I will gleefully go through the Ultimate versions than the current version. Yeah, that's you know. I don't want I don't want the X Men on a living island that's separatists and kind of racist and kind of genocidal and yeah, I don't, I don't want all that. That's fair. That's fair. What's so going anyway, I've been right there with you. So anyway, uh, if any of y'all listening to this or watching this later, uh, if you if you think there's some points we missed or something you you wish we'd brought up or something you've thought of. Feel free to leave it to it. Leave it for us in a comment. <clears throat> uh, we can also be reached at thenerdeternal at gmail.com, thenerdeternal.com. 
uh, you can keep up with everything we're doing there. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, we have a shop. Uh, we have a surprising amount of handbags. Uh, you could also just, you know, like, subscribe. Share. Yes, sharing is very good. Uh, sure. Anything like that, you know, we really? deeply appreciate it. Uh, until then, I guess we'll see you next time. Uh, I've been your host, the experienced some called Jason, and with me today has been... CDO113, the droid you're looking for. The Todd Father. And the token millennial, Tarky. And we'll see y'all next time.